Revi of Yisroi, uh, chapter 19, verse 1, Perik Yutes Pasuk Aleph. Bachoidesh Hashlishi, in the third month, Litzeis Bnei Yisroel, Meres Mitzrayim, from when the Jews left the land of Egypt. So in the third month, remember, Achoidesh Hazelachem Resh Chadashim, the first month is Nisan. So, this is Sivan. So it says, Bayoim Hazer, on these days, Bohu Midbar Sinai. On this day, on the third month, on this day, they came to Midbar Sinai. Now, it doesn't say, Bayoim uh, Hazer, which day, it says on this day, Zakh Rashi, that it was on Rashkhoidish. Because when it doesn't say which day, when do you think? It says on the third month, on the day of the third month, that means when the first month came. If the Torah means any other day, the Torah should specify. Since the Torah says they came on this day, in Pashtas, when Rashi learns, there's also actually, there's like Zerah Shavah, but that's another thing. Rashi doesn't bring it down. Rashi just says, that it was Rashkhoidish. Because since the Pashtas is Hashlishi on the third month, and when we don't tell you which day of the third month they say this day, that has to be Rishchodesh. The Pasuk should have said on that day. Because it's not this day, it's talking, telling you a story that happened then. So she said, as soon as the third month came in, on that day. So why does it say on this day? So the Torah is telling you, the words of Torah need to be new to you. I think they were given today. Because what are we going to talk about over here? We're talking about giving the Torah. We're talking about the Seres Adibris. We're talking about Hashem coming down. That's the Parsha. This is the beginning of the Parsha. So when it says, to tell you, this is a Meramis to you, that it's today that you come. That every day, we shouldn't look at the Torah as if it's an old thing. It's on that day from long ago. But it's this day. Posting base. So this is by Yisu Mirifidim. They journeyed from Rifidim by Yavoyu Midbar Sinai. And they arrived in the desert of Sinai. And by Yachanu Bamidbar, and they camped in the uh, in the desert. Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negedhar. And the Jews encamped over there opposite the mountain. Now it seems like Rifidim itself of this Pasuk wasn't in the Midbar Sinai. They went from Elim, and then they went to Sin. Everything was in Sin. Then it says they came to Rifidim. We assumed the whole time that this Rifidim was in the desert. Because it says, Elim bein Sin, bein Elim, ubein Sinai. That the Midbar Sin is between Elim and Sinai. Now, they were going towards Sinai. So I was assumed that Rifidim should be somewhere in Midbar Sinai. But by Rafidim they had the war with Amalek. So Amalek was somewhere around in the neighborhood there too. So, but when, when Rashi says that he came to Moshe Bamidbar, that Yisrael came to Bamidbar, Rashi asked, do we need to tell you that he came to the Midbar? Don't we know they were in the Midbar? So it's Mashma already that this Rafidim was in the Midbar. Unless we're going to say that the story with... with uh, with Yisrael, that Yisrael came after Matan Torah, but it doesn't. Rashi didn't say that. Rashi didn't exclude from the par, from the Svara that he came before Matan Torah. So where is this Rifidim exactly? And if they were in Rifidim, I don't understand why would Rashi say, uh, "Don't we know that it was in the Midbar?" Rifidim was in the Midbar. Rifidim was somewhere in between Sin and the Midbar Sinai. Because here clearly the pasuk says, "Vayavoyu Midbar Sinai." Uh, so I, I'm not so sure exactly. 
Were this Rafidim, is Rafidim called, is called Sinai? The Pasik didn't, I didn't see that the Pasik said that the Sinai, the only place is, it says that Yisrael came to Moshe to Bamidbar Asher Sham Har Halikim, that he was encamping there over there in Har Halikim. I believe that's what the Pasik said. So that tells us that where they were, were the Har Halikim. Um, again, it's still all possible that he came before Matan Torah, and it's still possible that he came, he came uh, in Har Halikim. Maybe the Parshish Yisrael didn't take place five weeks after Matan Torah, right by Rifidim, because they must have spent a few days in the Rifidim. Uh, you know, the Mon, we know that that took place on the 15th day of Iyar, uh, and that was in Sin, and then they went from Sin, they went to Rifidim, um, so um, uh, that couldn't be, um, and, and, and then we know already by Rish Chodesh, so there was only two weeks from the time they were in Midbar Sin with the story with the Mon, till they camped further, so the, the, there was a two week gap in between uh, in between uh, Sin and Midbar Sinai in which they were in Rifidim, so perhaps Yisrael didn't come in the first two weeks that they were there, maybe Yisrael actually ended up coming uh, in, in when they were in Bahar Likim. That would but leave us a question, why doesn't it tell us the story of Yisrael after the Jews camped in Midbar Sinai, but maybe he didn't want to interrupt, the Torah didn't want to interrupt the story of Matan Torah, and this is where he gets the story with Yisrael out of the way beforehand, uh, although the Va'ato Sechazeh, according to that Manda Omar, the Va'ato Sechazeh took place after Yom Kippur, but that follows already the beginning of Yisrael's encounter, so maybe that would answer why it comes in that order. But anyways, here it definitely says that they came from Rifidim to Midbar Sinai. So it's almost mashma that Rifidim itself was not in Midbar Sinai, but maybe it was Midbar. But in the passage of it before, when it says it came to the Midbar, it says, Asher Sham Har Ha'alikim. So, L'cha'ira, it seems, I mean, the passage, I mean, I gotta look at this Makairis, I gotta look at the sources. But the passage, just from the words of the Chumash, we can see that Yisrael actually did not come until the Jews were in Har Sinai. Because, because, but, you know, Rafidim couldn't be that far, as I said, he went to Chayreva before with the, uh, when Hashem told him to go bang on the rock and take out the water, right? So he went to Chayrev. Uh So that seems to be also by Midbar Sinai over there in that, in that, in that neighborhood, right? So it couldn't be that far walking there. So maybe Rafidim and Midbar Sinai were not that, that much uh, of a distance. But when he says specifically that he came, which is Har Sinai, so that had to be Lechaira after Rishchidosh. So even if we say he came before, but he didn't come in the, in the two weeks, he, he, he didn't come in, in the Rifidim, he didn't come while the Yidin were in Rifidim. He came while the Yidin, after the Mechemes HaMolik, he came, and uh, and the Yidin journeyed from Rafidim to Har Sinai. That's what it's mashma, and that is when Yisrael came. Even though the story is beforehand, even the first part of the story. Okay, so by Yisrael me Rafidim, why does he have to say again from where they journeyed? It could just say by The Pasik already wrote that they were in the Rifidim. 
And then we know that from there they journeyed. We all have to say where they came. We don't have to say where they went from because we know where they encamped. So we know where they came from. But he's trying to equate their journey from Rifidim to coming to the Midbar Sinai. Ma bi osam le Midbar Sinai. Just like their coming to Midbar Sinai was bitshuva, was with repentance. Afnisi osam Rifidim bitshuva. Also, their journey from Rifidim was with repentance. But we don't really know how long they journeyed from Rifidim. It doesn't say how long it took him to go from Rifidim till Midbar Sinai. Again, we do know that the 15th they finished the Kharora, the month came down to them on the 16th day of year. That, at that time they were still in, in Elim. I mean, not in Elim, they came to Midbar Sin, that is between Elim and Midbar Sinai. And that was before they came to Rifidim. So again, like I said, so it, they only had really from the 16th of year to make the trip to Rifidim, to have war with Amalek, over there, Avor Amalek also lemachar. He told mechalcha anoshim, and then it was two days over there, at least two three days in Rifidim. They were right, so uh, there wasn't really that much time. So wh- what are we trying to tell us? Rashi is saying lahakish nisiyos Rifidim that they also left bitshuva. What does that mean? But what are we telling? What is this teaching us? I mean, why do we have to know that they left Rifidim Bitshuva? How does it change anything? What is the Pasik trying to tell us that they left Rifidim Bitshuva? What is it? What is it? There's, there has to be a message over here. There has to be a reason why we're trying to tell you that. Anyways, the Pasik says they encamped at Midbar. Then it says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael. It says that they camped there in a singular way. They were like one person with one heart. But all the other campings were with uh, uh, divided uh, complaints and machloikis uh, and with strife. They were always uh, fighting because now, uh, I don't know, uh, fighting with whom? With Moshe uh, Rabbeinu? With Hashem? You know, we learned already, Mora, they didn't have water over there. Then we had, in each one of these cases, we had another problem. But when they came to Elam, we don't find a, a fight over there. Over there, they found Shivit Tomorim, Elam, that seemed like pretty good. Uh, then, but then when they came to uh, Refidim, they started complaining, they didn't have any water. So that was Machlokis. But why does Rashi say Shar Kolachanoyis? I don't remember in the Pasik saying that the coming to Elam seemed to be a, 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 a quiet. Um, or how could I say that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Um, it's only in Midbar Sin that they complain. All right. Neged Ahar, what does it mean opposite the mountains? Oktrash le Mizrachim. The whole mock of Shatam, it's a neged, ponim le Mizrachim. It means that you're facing Mizrachim. Pasu Gimel. Omoisha Allah el ha elikim. So Moshe went up to Hashem. Bayikra elov Hashem min hahar. And Hashem calls to him from the mountain. So Moshe going up to Elikim, we already know that its mountain is Har Elikim. It says they camped Neged Hahar. So he went up, the assumption is, where did he go up? He must have gone on in the Har. It doesn't say Moshe Allah al But it says Moshe Allah al Elikim. He went up um, towards Hashem on the mountain. Now the Pasik says, Vayikro Hashem, I love, Vayikro I love Hashem min Har. And Hashem calls to him from the mountain. 
that would imply that uh, Hashem descended to the mountain. So because it says Minar, that Hashem is calling him already from the Har. Uh, and Hashem was calling him, Lamer, saying... So you say to the house of Yaakov, and tell the sons of Israel. We'll see in Rashi. So when did this happen? So the Jewish people came on Rish Chodesh. Moshe Allah, that was That was on the second day. And Rashi says, All these going ups were during the morning. As the Posik says in Shmois, uh, now this passage is talking with regards to the second luchis in Pashas Kisisa when Hashem told him to come up the second time and this was under Shchodesh Elul um, to go up so over there there is actually a tzivu of Hashem of the Alisa Baboiker and it's the pasuk confirms this in pasuk Dalit. So Rashi learns from that pasuk since over there it says So we can assume that every time that he went up, uh, war was in the morning because of that's what took place over there is Although one can argue that over there there was a special command. Hashem told Moshe but the assumption is that Moshe's all aliyahs were Baboiker. But the question is that I still, if this was Beyoim Hasheni, so I'm going back to when Yisrael could have come. If we're going to say like Chaynisham Har Halikim is talking about that it was when they came to Midbar Sinai, and that was already on Rishchaydish Nisan. So when did the Moshe Rabbeinu greet him? So let's say that all the Jewish people came in on Rishchidosh, in that very same day they all went out in the tents to greet uh, Yisrael. But then what are you gonna? Uh, you're gonna. Uh, they all came out to greet Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbeinu was serving them all. They went to the tent over there, and they were all busy with Yisrael at that time. And the next early morning, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to the mountain, and but that would be another proof. That Vahimi Mocharas couldn't be the next real day because the next day Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't even there. And even if Moshe Rabbeinu came down, uh, he spent most of the day assuming on the mountain. But even if he did come down, uh, how would he have even time to uh, go ahead and judge the people, all the people? And Pasuk says, Mina even though Rashi says that it doesn't literally mean that it was really but it still means that he worked there a long time but Moshe wasn't even down there at that time because Moshe was so that must tell us that Vimachras means something else also Rashi doesn't bring this as a proof still pondering this okay, so it says so you shall say with this language uh, and in this order, which means koi means so say so so means in this language and also so and also in this order meaning uh, to Beisiakov say so uh, so which means Beisiakov this means who is the house of Yaakov Eloham to the women say so Taimulem Raka say to them in a soft language that's why it says soimar Visagi libne Yisrael and uh, but to the Bnei Yisrael, to the men, the Bnei Yisrael, sons of Israel, the punishments and the particulars, 
uh, so over there, parish uh, um, explain to the zechorim. Uh, so how does the tagid include hint uh, for the punishments? Zakrashi because sloshin gidim dvarim hakoshim ki gidim tagid sloshin gid things that are hard uh, like uh, like the gidim. No gidim. Uh, what is what is gidim? Uh, he dvarim hakoshim gidim. He touches here uh, things that are harsh as wormwood. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, it's, it seems like this is a kind of an herb, a grass which is very, uh, very bitter, very strong, or very. Uh, uh, so that means uh, uh, it doesn't mean gidim veins. Uh, what, what makes veins so strong? Gidim must mean this uh, this wormwood, and um, and um, and it seems like that they are kashim. And that means tagid, like the lotion of gid, of the gidin of this wormwood. Um, now, um, how does Rashi get also the digdukim? Digdukim, punishment, yes, uh, hard, yes, but uh, but we're digdukim. Uh, I guess uh, that makes it so difficult. In other words, soft means. Making it easy, not telling them the whole thing, but uh, being uh, difficult, making it hard, that would mean um, caution. Uh, you have seen what I've done to the Egyptians. And how high I uh, carried you on eagle's wing. And I brought you uh, to me. So this is what Hashem is saying Moshe on the second day while he's on Har Sinai to go and said uh, Lamer to go ahead and say to the Bnei Yisrael. Um, now uh, Rashi already referred to this pasuk of Kanfin Yishorim by saying that the trip, the journey from Mitzrayim when they first left, that when they they journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot, Rashi says that was five hundred mil. Uh, and they came there immediately because SS Kemal Kanfinishorim. So this was the eagle's wing. So that the haste, the quick, how they made that quick journey. And we'll see Rashi will explain here further the Kanfinishorim over here in the Rashi in a minute. What is he trying to say? You've seen. It's not a tradition in by you that you. Somebody told you about it. I'm not sending you messages with words. I'm just speaking to you. And not with witnesses do I testify on you. So it's not a tradition that you just passed along from traditional. It's not just with words that I'm telling you. And it's not even with witnesses to testify that they saw this. The Tosik says, You've seen what I've done to the Egyptian. And we're saying, On how many sins they were uh, guilty to me, they were liable to me, before they attacked you. But, but I only paid them back only through you. In other words, that they 
were deserving to punishment much earlier. But still, it was the Jewish people that they did the terrible things that that they were punished. So what is me? And I carried you. This is the day that the Yidin came to Ramses. Because the Jews were scattered in the entire land of Goshen. And for a short, for a small light hour, when they came to journeys, and to leave, they all gathered to Ramses. And Uncle Saiva renders the Esau uh, as the Atol the Natalis Yoschoin. And I caused you to travel. He fixed it, uh, translation, respectfully to Hashem, so he shouldn't say, I carried you, so he said, I made you journey. But it's interesting that Rashi gives here a little bit of a different uh, interpretation of the V'es Eschem. Number one, Rashi didn't address the problem before how they all came uh, to Ramses when they were scattered in all their excursion. Rashi didn't address that. Uh, Rashi just uh, addressed another issue that Rashi doesn't say over here, because it says that they journeyed Ramses to Koiso. And uh, Rashi says they came there uh, uh, immediately. Ramsi Sukhoiso, Rashi, they came there, the Fishaw. Now, why was Mela the miracle altogether? Mitzis Mitzrayim had to be altogether, and they needed to leave right away. So um, they um, they had to get all together. That miracle is understood. Why did Hashem have to make a miracle uh, for them to go from uh, Ramses to Sukkot in 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 the Shal Kalo? Um and and also, uh, I think it's already was questioned um, a little bit um, difficult to see. Moshe Rabbeinu, where Moshe Rabbeinu conceivably was also in Eretz Goshen, and um, you know after warning Pare and Pare told him to raise it took uh, three quarters of a month, to three weeks to warn him till Makas Bacheres came about. So conceivably Moshe Rabbeinu was not in Mitzrayim; he was in Eretz Goshen. So how did Pari went looking at Avodah? Where is Moshe? Where is Moshe? I mean, it's, uh, it was a trip. It was a journey always when the Yaakov's kids had to go to Menashe um, Nefraim, uh, had to go to Yaakov and back. It was always a journey over there. So um, how all this took place? But specifically, why does Rashi over here change, doesn't bring down the miracle from going from uh, Ramses to Sukkot? And brings the miracle of gathering, gathering all the Yidin together, which seems to be a logical uh, need. And over there, Rashi mentions the confidence for uh, as another thing. And, and, and what forces Rashi to say that that was a miracle too? Now, it could be two things. Confidence over there, Rashi is saying the language of the verse seems that it did right away. That was one confidence but there was another confidence and. Uh, Maybe Rashi doesn't have to address it over there because that Pasuk doesn't talk about how they came. 
So Rashi wants to just add the second part of the Kanfinisharim on top of the other ones. Now, he calls it eagle wings, but I guess we can also do other birds. So why does it say? Kanfinisharim Davkezukrashi it's like a eagle who carries his young. Al on top of his wings. All other birds give their sons, place their sons between their legs. Because they worry about another bird who flies over them. But this eagle, he's only worried about a person. He might throw an arrow at him. Because there's no bird flying above him. He flies the highest. That's why he puts him on his wings. He says... Let the arrow enter me and not my son. And uh, that will say, I guess they, even while they're carrying them, they can fly alone or they won't die through that. But the Shem says, I also did so because it says in Pasik the Malachalikim that goes in front went and he came in back between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Yidim. And the Egyptians were throwing arrows and uh, stones uh, 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 on the Yidim, on the Kablom, and the Onan would receive them. So that's why he, 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 uh, the Onan would receive them. So Rashi already brought the marshal, but there was a little bit derogatory when the father was carrying his son on the shoulders, and then he says, uh, Rashi brought there the marshal uh, of a father carrying on the, on the shoulders. And as the Targum renders over here, brought you near to my service. Uh, uh, because... Um, Meaning, not physically, Hashem can bring him to him physically, in a physical sense, but to the service. Now, this is still Hashem telling him on the second day. This is on base. Uh, now, if you listen uh, to my voice, uh, and you'll keep my covenant, you shall be a uh, treasure, uh, from all the nations, for mine is the entire world. What means now? If now you will accept upon yourself the yoke of the commandments, except then it will be sweet from you from here on on. Uh, because all beginnings is difficult. So now, if you start now, then v'yisem elizgula. So what does it mean? Tishmo bekoili ushmartem esbrisi. What is the covenant? Uh, listen to my voice means the Torah, but the Kabbal Torah. But what is shmartem esbrisi? Zokrashi she'echris imachom hashmiras haTorah, which I will make with you concerning the observing the Torah. The Eibush will make with them a covenant to keep the Torah. So this covenant, uh, they will listen to them. So then it will be good v'yisem elizgula. What does it mean? This gula means oitzer chaviv. That means a beloved treasure. Kemoi like in kehelus beisches uzgulas melachim, and the treasure of the kings. 
which is Kalyakar Bavanim Toivis, there are precious vessels and good stones, Shabalachim Gazinus, in which the king's heart. Kachatam Tiulis Gulam Mishara Aumis, you'll also be my uh, chosen from all the nations. Uh, and don't say that I have no others. Uh, and there's no others. Uh, and uh, what more uh, evidence do I need? That your dearness should be recognizable. Because I'm choosing you from all the people. So although I have all the nations, I have everybody else, and still... Uh, don't say that you're just only ones, there's other ones also. No, there is other ones. Uh, but still, I choose you as a my people. You should be to me a kingdom of princes. Kodesh and a holy nation. This is what the words that you should speak to the Bnei Yisrael. Uh, here the Pasuk uses again the Loshan Tidaber, uh, which is not Toimer and not Tagit. But it just says Tedaber, uh, and it says Lebnei Yisrael. This Lebnei Yisrael can include everybody, not uh, all you. That means a princess. Kamodat Omar, and as the verse says, Ubnei David Kohanim Hayu. The sons of David were uh, Kohanim, were chief officers. So Kohanim doesn't mean just a priest that serves the temple, but it's a lotion of a distinguished of covet. These are the words, not less and not more, exactly these words. It's interesting, in the beginning of the sentence, Hashem also tells him, over there Rashi says, also, not only not more, not less, but actually use this exact language, and um, and here it says, now is this an indication that wherever it doesn't say, or it doesn't say, the Lashon, as I could say, that it was sort of a optional for Moshe Rabbeinu to choose how to say, or did he have to follow the exact words of Hashem? Did he add? Did he take away? And we bump into many times where we find Moshe Rabbeinu saying things, it doesn't say that Hashem said to him, did Hashem say to him in a specific way? Because over here we see this emphasis so many times. In the beginning, Koi Soimar, and Rashi says, Lashon, as I could say, that as already seems covered. Then the Pasuk against, because Eilah Advarim, Again, no less, no more.